0: It's tempting to hear bad news and think the world is getting worse and worse. But Aaron Miller gives us some good news from his viewpoint, serving those sharing the gospel in the Middle East.
1: The kingdom is advancing. Amen. The kingdom is coming. God is doing that. People are praying in this day for the kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven, and it is happening in the Middle East, it is happening in the Levant, it is happening in the Persian world, it is happening in, I mean, just uh, the Arabian Peninsula, for goodness sake, We're, we're hearing so many more stories of people having interest in Bibles, interest in the gospel. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.
0: Welcome again to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton. We're in the studio this week with Aaron Miller. He is the regional leader for all of Voice of the Martyrs' work in the Middle East, uh, which is a big job, and we will talk about uh, some of those places, some of the people that that he and his team are serving. Aaron has been our guest before. You can find those episodes in the archives at vomradio.net. Aaron Miller, welcome back to Voice of the Martyrs Radio.
1: Todd, thank you. It's great to be with you.
0: I always look forward to having you. You are a good communicator and storyteller, and you're passionate about the work that we do, the work that you do, and so thank you for for sharing that passion. Uh, I understand you're just back from one of my favorite countries in the whole world. I'm a little bit jealous, uh, but you're just back from Turkey. Uh, tell me what the situation is there for Christians. Tell me some of the things that you saw and the, and the people you met on that trip.
1: So there are some cool things happening that where God's kingdom is growing inside the country. I was very excited to meet some of the people because they were very far out in some remote places, places that I've never been, places that, you know, a little off the beaten path. One of the things that really impressed me was there is an emphasis in church planting. Churches are planting churches, and they're finding areas or towns that there's no church and towns where there's maybe a few believers and the churches are willing to send people, willing to invest, and, and try to plant a church in, that, in, the, in those places. The risk they face is from community leaders, family members, things like that. So there are people paying a price for being a bold witness, but they're coming alongside each other. They're helping each other. There are some key leaders in Turkey who are trying to go above and beyond to be public. They want... be public. They don't want to hide out and be a house church. We know in in many countries that's the only option for believers. But in Turkey, that's not the only option. There are some who are choosing to do house church, small group. Others are saying, no, we want to be visible. We want the government to know who we are, what we're doing. And
0: some of that is the the culture says to be Turkish is to be Muslim. Correct. So they are saying, we want everyone to know because we want them to see you can exactly. be Turkish and be Christian. Exactly. It is possible to be both.
1: Yes, yes. And and your listeners <laughs> have heard uh, other guests who've talked about this. People are being kicked out of homes, just like, just like in a lot of the Middle Eastern countries. And so that's ways that we see local, these small local churches are saying, okay, we'll take you in. And so a pastor takes in a new believer into his home. Uh, A pastor, you know, maybe takes in a single young man who he's discipling.
0: You know, we talk about the family of God, but in that situation, the family literally becomes your family. I mean, your family kicked you out. The family of God says, no, we got a spot for you. Come and stay with us. Come and sleep in this bed. It's amazing ministry, but it's also an amazing example of, of what it means to be the family of God.
1: Yes. In fact, you're leading me into something that I, I want to share about this couple. This young girl, new in her faith, she marries a non nonbeliever. Uh, she marries a Muslim young man. He was actually studying to be a an imam. Wow. And so a uh, very bright young man. At the age of 15, he had passed all of the qualifications in his sect of Islam To teach adults the the Quran. There was nothing behind it. It was just knowledge. He was just imparting knowledge to people. There was really nothing spiritual for him. He testified later. But she married him. And so as she married him, she started to try to tell him the gospel, tell him about Jesus, tell him about uh, what she knew about the scriptures. He became very defensive and he really just shut her down Honestly, she was very transparent with us. She said, I stopped because I was afraid. I knew that I should keep telling him, but he was so defensive and emotional, I just stopped. So then she continued to tell us the story. She said, in a little while, he came back to her, a little while meaning months. He came back to her with some questions. And he he posed the question as a way to kind of attack her faith well, if you say this about the Bible, then what about this? Or, or you know, if, if this is the truth about Jesus as you've been told, okay, what about this? She had good answers. So she had answers to his questions, and it started to stir him spiritually because he had no foundation. He had no spiritual grounding in what he was teaching. Even though he had been trained and was teaching it to others, it wasn't providing anything in his heart uh, of substance. So, uh, he continues to ask more questions. She continues to share. His heart gets softened, and he comes to faith. So now they're a married, young, believing couple. Okay, this is wonderful.
0: And, and he's also an Islamic instructor. He's also like, an Islamic he's a instructor. Quranic instructor.
1: Exactly. So he walks away from that position. They start telling family about their faith. They lose their family, and what happens is. The pastor that they were talking to in this city, very small city in Turkey, takes them in. And his wife and and he, the pastor, become like a mother and father to them spiritually. And then the pastor's pastor who led him and discipled him, who lives about five hours away in another town, he becomes like an uncle or a grandfather to them. And so we ask them very point blank, you've lost all your family relationships. Your parents won't talk to you. Your siblings won't talk to you. Aunts, cousins, all this, your whole support system won't talk to you, won't, won't even acknowledge you. How difficult is that? And they said, well, it is very difficult. We love them, but we've lost family, but we've gained so much more family. And so he started pointing around the room. He, he pointed to the, the guys sitting there and he said, I've gained him And him and his kids are like my cousins. and 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 so he just talked about this family, the family of faith, the family of God that he's welcomed into now and and feels very much a part of.
0: Do their uh, earthly family, their biological family, they will have nothing to do with them? Is there any contact or any chance of— Bridge building there or
1: yeah. For a while, they didn't. They didn't have any contact. She shared with us that now her mother will talk some, but her mother is really wrapped into folk Islam. And the mother, when the daughter had their first baby, had her first baby, the mother came and wanted to perform some rituals and wanted to you know, tell her how things she things that she should do for this. And the young lady said, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Well, the boy gets an infection, and they go to the doctor, and the doctor says, "Okay, you have this infection. We're going to have to uh, do this procedure, go home and come back in a, in a few weeks or a couple weeks." And so the girl goes home with with the baby, but she's still very concerned. So her first baby, very concerned about medical care, health care, things like that. These things can get go bad in a hurry, and so um, she's praying. And the mother mocks her for praying. The mother is like, oh, why would you pray? I don't understand, you know. And the, the daughter tells her mom, no, I, I'm going to pray and it's going to get better. And within a couple of days, she shared with us that the infection was gone. It wow. got better. So then we asked her immediately. I mean, what you would ask, Todd, if um, you were sitting there, you'd say, okay, so how was the grandmother?
0: What did your mom say? What did she say?
1: <laughs> and the girl told us, she said, my mom became angry. She became irate. She was angry that this thing worked, and it it infuriated her, rather than give her hope and cause her to be curious. Wow. And and I really wasn't prepared for that. No. I've done this long enough. I I know the script. (laughs) That's the wrong answer. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) We sit with people, and we hear the script, and we go, okay, this is how this is going, and then, oh, left turn. It it was not the answer I expected at all. And so she was really heartbroken that her mom— had seen God work right. and
0: still wasn't open.
1: Correct. And what it reminded me of, Todd, was in John, in, in the Gospel of John, where Jesus heals the man who'd been laying by the pool for 30-something years, and the Pharisee, the religious leaders, were upset with him because he was carrying his mat on the Sabbath. Who yeah. told you to carry your mat? Why are you doing that? They couldn't recognize that he had been healed right. and that he was now whole and made well. And and it and they they were angry, and this was the mom's reaction. It's really really interesting to me. It
0: is interesting to me as well, and also that, like you say, a, a folk form of Islam. Not not necessarily that she's so devout and committed to Islam, in in terms of you know the pray five times a day and do all the rituals and do right. everything right. It's like a folk form of Islam. Yes, but still. It's a stumbling block. It's a yes. it's a wall between her and and the work of God and and Christ. So, I want to encourage our listeners. We don't need names. Uh, God doesn't need names. But I want you to pray for that family and especially for those parents who have seen God work. Maybe they didn't recognize it, but they've seen it. Uh, let's pray for them and let's pray for that couple to have opportunities uh, to plant seeds in in that relationship, seeds in those conversations, uh, and that that family will come to know Christ. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Aaron Miller. He is the regional leader for VOM's work in the Middle East. Aaron, I want to switch gears to Iraq, and I know there is a lot going on for VOM in Iraq. Uh, I had the chance to be there last, late last year and visit some of what's happening there, but uh, talk a little bit about what is happening for our brothers and sisters in Iraq.
1: Yeah, Todd, this is a heavy one for me. I had a chance to talk with our, our leadership who's, who's overseeing our work in Iraq. And there's a lot of individual cases of persecution and suffering. And, and a, is
0: that typically, like we talked about in Turkey, it's coming at, at the family level or yes. is it a government thing?
1: No, this is typically at family level. Okay. Families get very upset. It seems to be, compared to other countries, it seems to be more violent. I know we have violent places all over the world, you know, our listeners will know that and they've heard about stories from violent places. But this seems like there's a, there's a particular violent reaction to the gospel right now for people who receive the gospel. Things that really, in some ways, no, in every way, don't make sense to me. Some of the stories I hear, you know, there's uh, wives who are beaten, you know, sons, daughters really harmed kicked out of homes but but not just kicked out of home and then sometimes and then maybe let back in later it's really really kicked out of homes and with a threat that we're going to hunt you down and find you wherever you go we're not just going to kick you out of the home and let you go we're going to if you stay at a friend's house we're going to find that friend and cause trouble there it's just very pursuing and just um just really really discouraging very angry very angry and discouraging to those who who are new in their faith and and Trying to grow and trying to learn, and but really not getting any rest in those first few months or, or weeks.
0: Do you have a sense of why? Why it's different? Why it seems to be more angry and more violent than other places where even other places you've been, other places we work?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And my knowledge is limited. But from what I've been told, talking with people, trying to be a good listener, a good learner – there there is a sense of lawlessness sort of in this in this country there's just a there's not as much control you have other countries in the middle east that you know have more stability have more structure in place and and systems that are going to keep things in check and law and order and then in this it just seems like you don't you have you have things going on where kurdistan has some autonomy in the north there's factions or militant groups In the south that are you know maybe doing proxy wars for other countries in the region and there's just all these factions that are that are warring and so it just kind of feels like that's happening anyway and then when you throw in faith on top of that man there's a there's a reaction to it like no no no, you you cannot do this This, we're going to stop this
0: and for the persecutor there's no repercussions there's nobody that's going to hold them accountable exactly for beating someone or even killing someone Probably they're just going to walk away. It's not going to be.
1: uh, Well, and in fact, honor, you know, there there could even be honor. They might be complimented for doing it. I think so. Wow. Yeah. Um, So
0: what does it look like for your staff to provide encouragement and help and hope and even just to go and and hear those stories?
1: Yeah. For them to land in country, travel town to town, village to village, home to home, follow up on things they've been told. Hey, there's a family over here. You should meet them. Um, They have a story you might be interested in. And to go and sit and listen, you know, they listen and they hear details of things that are overwhelming. They are traumatic. I would ask our listeners, please, I know we've asked them before. We continue to ask them to pray for our staff. And our staff, they're not all Western guys running around in these places, we have local staff, we have staff from multina multinational staff, and so we we ask you, pray for these pray for these brothers and sisters because they need it. they're hearing traumatic traumatic things. One that recently impacted me I had met our leader in another country just for security and some other things we were doing, other meetings. He began to share with me in great detail about some abuse that a young girl had suffered at the hands of her father. The whole point of it was to get back at the mom because the mom had embarrassed him, had caused him shame, the family shame, because she accepted Christ. She had heard the gospel. She accepted Christ. You know, He was going to divorce her, kick her out, and she was willing for that. But that wasn't enough. He wanted to inflict such pain on her that he abused the daughter. His and, own daughter? His own daughter. And wow. Um, in just really, really horrific ways. And as he was sharing the details with me of this, I, you know, really, it was a time when I just said, okay, brother, I get it. And we need to pray for this family. And and Todd, it's not about dollars, but I asked him, I said, what do they need? You know, what do they need right now to help? And uh, he said something like $1,100. I mean, we're, it was, it was just a ridiculously low number. And I thought, I can't believe that's yeah. like that's what would make their life better tomorrow. And so those are the kind of situations. We're not talking these huge-scale projects. We're not talking massive internally displaced people or anything like that, refugees or anything. We're talking these individual moms, daughters, sons, who are suffering in terrible ways, not only emotionally but physically often.
0: And again... It is because this mom chose to accept Christ. That's right. This is not a sort of you know family conflict thing, or it's not. the The reason is she said, "I'm not going to be a Muslim anymore. I'm going to follow Jesus." That's it. And the her husband, the dad, said, "Well, I'm going to make you pay for that." Yes. And how can I, almost literally, cut your heart out? Yes. I'm going to attack your daughter.
1: That's it. And you know, this dad, I would I would ask our listeners pray for this man because he's not the enemy. There are evil powers at work in this age that, you know, when we pray uh, for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven, there there are people, brothers and sisters, that we know, that we talk with, we walk with, we listen to, we pray with, who they're doing that. They're bringing the kingdom into places. And the the powers of this age are going to respond in attack, in counterattack. Yeah. And so pray for this man, because that's not his father's heart for his daughter.
0: Yeah. Imagine him transformed. Oh my goodness. Imagine the testimony. Uh, I think of the man back in Turkey who's an yes. Islamic scholar. Yes. Now a follower of Jesus Christ, who better to talk to a Muslim about following Jesus than someone who was a Quranic right. scholar and That's can say, right. "No, I studied the whole Quran. It it the answers aren't there. You need to yes. you need to listen. You need to hear this side of the story." We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs radio with Aaron Miller. He is the regional leader for VOM's work in the Middle East. Aaron, what what excites you about your region in the next 12 months, 12 to 18 months? Are there some things on the horizon that you're just like, "Lord, Lord, let that happen and let it happen soon."
1: I think one of the one of the things that excites me personally is and I go back to Turkey, just, just briefly, I'll go back to Turkey because it is to, it is. You don't exciting. have to
0: apologize to me, man. It's one of my favorite countries in the world. Oh,
1: <laughs> so so if I go back to Turkey, one of the things I see is we see a church. There's a lot of Persian refugees in Turkey. They're believers. They've left Iran. They're living in Turkey. They're active in ministry. They're great people to hang out with. There yeah. there are Arabic uh, believers who flee their country and they go to turkey and uh, turkey's been a landing spot for for other nationalities to come believers to to flee to but we're seeing turkish believers who are paying the price and willing to stay and and not only are they willing to stay but they're joyful about it they're bold about it
0: Aaron, we always like to equip listeners to pray, and we've talked about several ways to pray, but I want to go back to the couple in Turkey, because they had a particular thing that they asked you to pray for, that they're asking us to pray for. How can we pray for that couple right now?
1: Yeah, thanks, Todd. Um, This couple is getting ready to have their second child, and they asked at the end of our meetings, we always ask, how can we pray? As we get ready to leave, we want to ask, how can we pray specifically? And And she just said, you know, we would love our families to be restored. We'd love the grandparents to be able to see the grandchildren. We'd love our parents to welcome us again. Um, Of course, that they would all come to faith. But um, just for restoration for the family is what she was asking as they prepare for the birth of this second child. And so um, one of the pastors in the room grabbed a couple chairs and he, he sat them in those two chairs. And we gathered around and just had a chance to pray with them. Um, it was really a beautiful moment. But what happened after that, Todd, was even even more special because as we finished praying for her and and him, she looked up and she said, well, how can we pray for you? Wow. And so, Todd, many of our listeners, uh, just from the, the times in our chapels every week when we pray for our readers and our listeners, we pray for things that are going on that they send us. You know a lot of those prayer requests will have things like broken family relationships and i said well just pray for broken family relationships uh, for all of us many of us have these and she she looked at me and she said do you do you have broken family relationships and i said yes i do and she said i'm going to be praying for your family's broken relationships that they would also be healed and so it's just this family of God moment where you you see it. And, and I want our listeners to pray for this dear, dear, sweet couple. Um, they're going into ministry. They're going to be in ministry, and we want to help them get there and do that and do great things. Pray for them. Uh, pray for their families. Pray for this birth.
0: And in that culture, the grandparents are very significant. Oh, I mean, having yes. the grandparents be cut off from that family, cut off from that baby— is a v- huge loss. Yes. That's a huge pain source for them. So yes. we want to encourage you, pray for that couple in Turkey, pray for their their relatives, their extended family, and just pray that God's grace will come into that situation and, and restore some of those family bonds. And uh, we thank you for standing with brothers and sisters all around the world in prayer. It's one of my hopes every week when we have a podcast that we're going to we're going to equip people to pray. People are going to pray based on what we talk about this week. So thank you for praying for that couple in Turkey.
1: Amen. Todd, could we, could we just pray right now? Please do. Can I pray. All right. Father, you know this dear, sweet couple in Turkey that we had a chance to meet with. You know where they're at right at this very moment. And Lord, we pray over them. We pray that you would bring healing, uh, bind up the broken places, bind up those broken relationships that you would restore and bring healing and 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 just give good communication and we pray ultimately that it would result in their families coming to know you and accept you and have relationship with you. And so Lord, we ask you to do that for your for your great namesake. Lord, we have talked about how the kingdom is coming in the Middle East, and we pray that it would continue and that you would you would bless those who need to hear the truth. Lord, let your kingdom come. Please, O Lord, be merciful, be gracious, bring your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for all you're doing around the world. And we can be so encouraged that if you're working there, you're going to work in whatever our situation is, whatever we need today, whatever our listeners need at this very minute. You will work. You will bring in a kingdom mentality. You'll bring in kingdom peace. You'll bring in kingdom favor and kingdom healing. Lord, do that for our listeners today, Lord. I, I bless them. I, I, I'm so thankful for them and their prayers for us and this ministry. I ask you to watch over them and just answer their Answer their prayers right now, just Lord, be so faithful in Christ's name, Amen. Amen.
0: Aaron, thank you so much for being our guest this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio.
1: Amen, Todd. It's always fun to hang out with you, and uh, pray that this blesses our listeners.
0: I pray that as well. And uh, next time you go to Turkey, I want you. All right. You know, All I'm, right. I want to go with you. So. <laughs> Thank you for listening this week on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Again, you can connect with us online, vomradio.net. There's a box there at the bottom of the page where you can send me a note or a comment. Tell me how you're praying. Tell me who you're praying for in a hostile or restricted nation this week. I would love to hear from you at vomradio.net. And I hope you'll be back with us next week right here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.